I like boarding jets, I like morning sex, but nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really wanna see is the money. I don't really need to be any done. Money. All a bad bitch need is money. It's your girl, Danny D. And it's Rachel C. And we are back for another episode of Young, Black, and Liddy. This is episode four. Hey, hey, episode four. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, as usual, we're just going to start with the weekly recap. So, again, I apologize. I have been, like, off the radar. I said last episode I would do my best to kind of, like, get back on track, but... This was my finals week, so I was, like, super focused on mad other things. I couldn't even, like, really get into anything. Um, how, how you think you did on your finals? I think I did awesome, actually. I'm not even going to hold you up. Like, I think I did real good. I'm, I'm staying positive. Like, I'm going to manifest this eight, and that is what I'm going to get. Like, I, I'm, I'm 100% sure that's what's going to happen. I do. That's good. So, we're going to get into our weekly recap yes um so how was your week my week was a joke okay <laughs> so basically um if you don't know i've been trying to move for probably like six months now but you know i have to find a job in the area that i want to move in first and i've been applying and i got an email like that i had an interview so I was kind of hyped, like, yes, finally, finally. <laughs> and um, it was, I was, I've been sick this whole week. I'm still sick now. And I was like under the weather. So I was really tired, but I still got up and it was, they said it was going to be like a Skype interview. So, you know, you get dressed from the bottom up <laughs> you know and I was ready. I called the guy. There was no answer. Long story short, the interview was a hoax. (laughs) It was a whole scam to get my social. Um, Thankfully, I didn't fall for the scam and I realized the red flags. But I was so pissed. And if this is a common thing, let me know if this has ever happened to you. Because I've never... I've seen that before. That's never happened to me. Like with Craigslist, I've seen jobs where they're like, oh... We're going to send you this check, deposit it into your account, and then give us this amount. And it's a whole fake check. Like, it's just yes, bad. Yes, I've seen that. But that makes sense. But to actually sit there and tell me I have a scheduled interview. And, <laughs> no, like, they had a company website, y'all. A oh company God. website. But I knew it was sus because I went on the company website. And it was no, like, about us link. Like, You've never gone to a company's website and can't find about us. I mean, what if they just start in? What if they start up? There's still going to be a about us or a link that you can click to something. It was just uh, the home page. That was it. Talking about the Australian like manufacturer company. I was like, what? I don't even remember applying for that. And it's not even the field I want to work with. Like I should have, I should have listened to the signs, oh but I think I was just so eager. I was like, "Yay, interview!" Well, I mean, at least you didn't fall for it. You know, <laughs> you are, you are, you're blessed and highly favored. You, you not, you didn't get kidnapped. So you know, 
It's all good. We we take our L's, turn our L's into lessons, in the words of Cardi B. Okay? Hi. What a week. Um, well, how was yours? Um, like I said, my week was kind of busy with finals and stuff. And, like, at my job, it's the busy season for work. But, um... Yesterday, which was Friday, I had our we had our holiday party, which was kind of cute. Um, my job just like rents out the back of this bar, and it was nice. Like you know, it was cute. It wasn't that many of us, so we had space. You know, my homegirl came and my coworkers. We were all vibing in the back, chilling. Everybody wanted to be with us because we like the young crew, and we like mad <laughs> old and custom. But it was funny because I had this dilemma. Like I like Henny. Out of all of most of my friends. I like Henny. Like, let my friend Julia tell y'all I introduced her to Henny. Like, she didn't know nothing about no Henny until she met me. But I'm a Henny girl. So, I felt <laughs> Henny kind girl of, in a Henny world. I felt kind of funny, you know, ordering the drink around my coworkers. Like, you know, because I work in, in a corporate office. So, you know, they all drinking martinis and, you know, scotch neat. <laughs> and I'm the only one talking about, let me get a Henny and Coke. So they tried to help me, my coworker tried to help me like very nicely put it out there. Like I would like a Hennessy and Coca-Cola. And it worked, you know, I got my Henny and Coke, I was lit and it was cute, we had a good time. But yeah, other than that, my week was just dry to be honest. Like I, again, like I said, I haven't been plugged on the social media. Um, I don't know, I, I just really know like caring. Drake and Kanye. Yeah, like, I don't like really they're know going through something that. and then Nicki Minaj is dating someone who like, looks like they sell sour on the app. Like, <laughs> they you said know, she knew him like when she was younger. That's cute. That's really cute. But it's like, you know, this is not loving basketball. You know, I, you know, I, you know what it is. It's, I guess it's because how she carries herself. She makes it seem like that she's so like, upper echelon right. echelon and like and you can't reach her right like she's not, not linkable level, right. like when the whole thing with her and cardi happened at um the gala and they were fighting she just made it seem like she was so like embarrassed like oh my god this is such like a, an upper an upper class moment and she just brought the ghetto and then you're dating someone who looks like he's asking if you want to go to St. Albans on a fucking dollar van. Like, what? what? <laughs> huh? What's the tea, Nick? Like, you know? Somebody said Nikki is now the Bow Wow. Female <laughs> <laughs> rappers. Like, I don't... That was so weak. I think she's going through a midlife crisis, to be honest with y'all. I'm a pray for sis. Like, I'm going to keep our good sis Nikki in our prayers because I really feel like she's going through something. And I, I also think that she mentioned this, um, I think, on Ellen. And she was like, I've always been in a relationship. Yeah. And I think she feels like that need to always need to be like booed up. That's sad. And it is. But I I think there's a lot of people like that. But I definitely. You know, she's kind of old. Let me not say that. She's she's seasoned. She's a seasoned woman. For the music industry, she's old. Yeah, think about like what most rappers now when they come out, they're like 18 through 23. Where I don't know half these people that's coming out now. Right. I don't know what's going on. Sis, I don't know how old Nikki is, but she's in her late thirties. Yeah, like she's pushing she's forty. Pushing. She's so pushing. you know, it's you know, it's about that time. It like. is about that time. <laughs> but like I said, I'm gonna keep our good sis Nikki in our prayers. You know, make sure y'all pay y'all tithes for Nikki, y'all. Okay. <laughs> but um, other than that, I don't really think I have anything else to say about like social media. It's been a little kind of slow. 
boring. Yeah, this week's social media was tight draw. Yeah, it was. There was no juice. Right? No Besides the Tomo and Chrissy. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't know about y'all, but I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I started following the Shade Room teens uh, like maybe a month or two ago <laughs> because they had posted something about these other people that I actually cared about. And now they're talking about this Chrissy and Tomo. And I mean, every day it is something new. It is something stupid. It's just like I don't know. It's annoying. I it's I don't know. I guess it bothers me because I really liked Damo and Chrissy. And then when that whole thing happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, like team Damo. But now it just seems like Damo is those baby moms that once the dude is with a new woman. It's like mad you, like, bitter. Like, bitter and like, oh, now you can't see your son anymore. Yeah, like, like, like I, don't pay, I don't pay too much attention to it because it gets, it's too much. And it's too messy. But. That I have gathered. Like, she just kind of seems very bitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't, you better make sure your girlfriend's not around our son. And it's like, sis, all I want to do is make sure that our son is okay, Correct. like he's in school, and you're being real, right. real petty. Right. Move along. Talking about, oh, you can't have him on your channel because you put your girlfriend like, on your channel. What? Like, you sound yes. dumb. It's because like, you're alone. Right. Like, and that, if, if you she was with somebody, right. come on. And the other thing I noticed is like, I, I follow Damo, and I never see her chilling with anybody besides her brother. Like, she goes to her subscribers to talk. Like, she actually, yeah. like, ODM me and be yeah, texting her that. subscribers. So, I also think that's a problem. She doesn't really have anyone in her corner. So, it's like, you really going through this. Just you and Wick. You know <laughs> like, what? I've, I've just honestly noticed that a lot of these YouTubers are low-key lame in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, like, honestly, like, to be absolutely honest with y'all, Aaliyah J kind of just really got, like, popping, popping. Because I feel like before, like, nobody was feeling her in Brooklyn. Like, she lived in Canarsie and nobody cared about sis. Like, oh, Aaliyah? Ew. Like, nobody really cared about her. And then she started, like, you know, getting more, I guess, attention. attention yeah. Because she was hanging out with different people. So, the whole thing changed. But to be absolutely honest with y'all, from what I have noticed with watching a lot of these YouTubers, is that in real life they suck like they don't have lives they don't have friends the internet has literally become their people's yeah. lives like people's friends their family that's kind of scary it it low-key is scary because i just feel like you know it, it should it should never get to a point where it should never get to a point where you um have to depend on people you don't even know to like make sure that you are have a social life like just your so, social being like I don't, I don't know i just feel like step outside get some air and you know everything should be all right but a lot of these people just sit in their houses on their little computers and that's the end of the story right because i mean i know it becomes like a job for them but it becomes like a disconnect from reality right like I think like the best YouTubers to me are the people who don't post all the time. The best YouTubers are the ones who <laughs> seek mental health. Like they they seek mental help. Like people like like you said, people like Peak Mill. Like Peak Mill is somebody who posts maybe twice a year <laughs> and sis is living her best life. Like we just like we just found out she had a second kid. And the kid is old. Like, I like, like the kid is in a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, she's living her absolute best life. So I I think you're right. I think it's the people who kind of understand that YouTube is just YouTube 
that they're the ones who you know have the best lives because everybody else is just like and I think it's hard because I feel like YouTube is a part of social media and you already be on social media all the time so it's like now it's my job to be on social media but I'm already on it all the time and it just becomes oversaturated and it's just it's too much. They can move along for all I care. <laughs> but um, anyway, so let's get into it. So our first topic this week, we are going to be talking about shooting your shot. Hey. So this goes for both guys and girls. Um, but we're going to be focusing on females because, of course, we're, we're some ladies over here. We young black and litty. We young black and litty. <laughs> so I guess my question to you is, do you have you ever shot your shot at a guy before? Yeah. Okay. How did um, that work out? I did it a few times. Um, the first time ever, it was like MySpace days. And, Not MySpace. Um, I went on my way. It's like I wanted to talk to this guy, and um, he put his screen name on his page. So I had followed his, I added his screen. You know, like before you used to be able to add people's aim. Yeah. And they didn't need to know that you had them. Okay. So I would just do that to be peeping away messages. You know what? You have to be soft. <laughs> and then one time I actually saw him in the street. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, I just saw you. And he's like, oh, add my screen name. So I had to act like I didn't have it. You're mad at me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then um, we started talking like that. So that actually, I guess, I mean, it didn't really go anywhere, but I did shoot my shot. But I was mad young. So, like, is that something you do now, you think? Um, Yeah, I would. Because I think, like, I, you know, I don't flirt. I don't know how to flirt. Yo, please. Like, I don't know how to flirt. So me shooting my shot doesn't come off like that because it was always going to come off, like, friendly. Okay. So if it doesn't work out, like, we just going to be mad cool or we're going to be something else. Like, okay. so that's why I'm not afraid to slide in a DM. Like, oh, my gosh, I love your outfit. Hey, how you doing? I can't. <laughs> my name is Teddy T. Please don't. <laughs> I'm like low key afraid of rejection, so I've done it one time and one time only. Well, it was successful, and it was successful. Like it was, it was successful. But I don't know. Like it's weird. I think, I think I already have to have an inkling that you're my type of person. Like I was, it's funny. I was watching somebody's vlog earlier, and they were basically saying like how they approach people is if I I gotta scope you out first and see if you might even be my type of guy so that if I do shoot my shot at you you'll be receptive of it like I feel like if some girls they shoot their shot at guys and it's like you know you know that is not your type of guy he you're not the type of female that he's looking for but you shoot your shot anyway and it's not saying that that's a bad thing I think that's dope that you have that type of confidence <laughs> but me personally I'm just like super scared of rejection but the person that I did shoot my shot at I already knew that they were kind of feeling me so I just like kind of just went for it and it ended up working out in my favor. So, you know, I'm not against shooting your shot, but I think that's just a way to go about it. Mm. Not be like OD thirsty. Like I know girls who hop in, do DMs or like, I'll, I'll see a picture, like a boy will post a picture. He's at like Maestro's or something. Mm. And it's a steak, it's a steak dinner. And you always got the one girl that's like, <laughs> no invite, no sis. No invite. Get out my pictures. Don't slide in my DM. Leave me alone. Like, 
I, I think that's kind of like a thirstyish way to kind of shoot your shot. But I think so. If you, what's you, a non-thirsty way to shoot your shot? Like, how would you shoot your shot? So without being thirsty, I guess I wouldn't. All right, first thing I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do it publicly. <laughs> I wouldn't do it publicly. I definitely slide in your DM. So like, let's say you post a picture or you post something on your snap or your story, or whatever. I'll comment on it, but I'll make it funny. Like I won't make it like, "Hey, big daddy." Like I'm gonna be like, "Oh, you know." Whatever, but just make it funny so that he hits me back up like ha ha ha, lol. So it's good, like that. Make it organic. Don't make right. it seem like you're like trying to push your titties up in his virtual titties up in his face. Like you know, be cute, be calm. First off, if he answers back with just emojis, oh no, <laughs> oh, or lol, right? Because um. I like you've done that as a female. Yeah. Somebody's tried to shoot their shot, and you definitely answer back. Um, with crying emojis. Yo, I do it all the time. Like, I'll post a picture, somebody write, damn beautiful. I'm like, I just put the, the smiling face, and not even like the real smiling face emoji. It's like the little curve of a mouth emoji. Like, it's not even a real smile. I'm, yo, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I would just say, like, know what you're doing, shoot your shot at who you should be shooting your shot at. I don't know. Be confident. Matter of fact, fuck what I just said. Be confident. Shoot your shot wherever you want to. But I just feel like be cool about it. Don't be kind of sloppy and thirsty and gross about it. Because I really don't know any man that will respond to a woman who kind of is like super duper thirsty. Mm. I think I think guys want girls to shoot their shots low key. Like yeah, I think it, I think they think it's attractive. Yeah, and that's why that's why I think most people don't get most females at least i don't think they get as rejected as you think like i think like the fear is like being rejected because you know how many guys you reject that's that's what it is you're absolutely you're 100 percent right that's like i don't know i don't see anything wrong with it i would definitely i guess shoot my shot like even if i'm in a relationship i'm usually the first one that will say i love you first like so I don't, I don't know. I'm not afraid of those things. Not me. You won't say I love you first. No, you love me. Not I love you. Fuck you. If you love them, why should you hold it in no. because they didn't say it first? Oh well, we're gonna be playing chicken because no. I don't have time. You're gonna tell me first, then I'll tell you. I don't know. I guess because you know what it is. Because I think in my mind, I've just always felt like you should be with somebody who loves you more than you love them or likes you more than you like them like i don't feel like but just because they said it the one just because they said it first me just because you said it first doesn't mean that they don't love you more what if they don't love you at all oh then you gotta go all right what if you pull up y'all having a good time y'all netflix and chilling y'all cuddling and shit you look deeply into his eyes (laughs) and you say yo you know what i love you and he says me too. <laughs> me, me too. Uh, oh wow, that's so sweet. Like I would be heartbroken. I'd be like, you know, fuck you, get out of my house. Like, nah, I don't know. You but, have to tell me first. But then I'm, I would be, you know, I'm not saying I would want that to happen to me. But then I would know. All right, that's not somebody I was supposed to be with. But now you look foolish. No, nobody got to know. Not like, damn, you're mad thirsty. Like, nah, get out of here, sis. First of all, you should not be calling me thirsty if we're already together. (laughs) That's out of control, okay? Yo, nah, all right. But if I'm, all right, hold up now. Let's say, (laughs) boom, you talking to a guy, it's like two months in, he busts out with the I love you. You're not going to be like, oh, you mad thirsty? 
I don't. I don't know. No. Okay. I don't. I plead the fifth. No, nah, I don't know. It depends. Because you could be dating somebody for one month and you really could fall in love with them. But I'm not gonna expose that side of myself to you yet. Like I feel like that's so that's such a vulnerable thing. When you tell somebody you love them, it's like t- it's like getting butt ass naked. <laughs> Swear to you, like telling somebody it's you like love eating them, ass. It's literally like eating ass. Like, you know how humble you have to be to eat ass. Like you have to be very humble. So I feel like you like that's such a sensitive part of like being in a relationship with somebody. I don't think you should just come out and just be like, I love you. Even if that's how you really feel, mm-hmm. I just think you should wait. Cause you never know. Like, what if that person plan on breaking up with you the very next day, but you came out and said I love you, now they feel sorry, like dang, I can't leave sis now. I gotta stay with sis. Like but that's you know, could I don't go want it to be that, that type of relationship. It could go the same way with a guy. You right. Like I've, you know, I've known. I love, love, love. I'm struggling. <laughs> I knew someone that said I love you first, and the guy's reaction was, "You love fast." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, dang, sis! Like, what you finna do?" Yo, like, not finna. <laughs> I don't know. So you know, and it's. I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever said I love you to me and I didn't love them back. I don't. Yeah, that's never happened to me. So I honestly don't know. And I've never said it to someone and they was just like, oh. Well, no, that's, that's never happened to me. But <laughs> that? I definitely, like, somebody was, definitely said that shit to me and I was like, wow. And how long were y'all dating? I don't even think we were dating that long. Okay. Like, I thought you I thought you said, I didn't even think we were dating. No, no, I'm no. Saying, like, no, low-key, that could possibly have been the issue, too. Like, we were just, like, kind of talking. And then it was, like, this whole conversation. And I'm just like, wow, I know where this is going. I don't want it to go there. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've been in so many different weird situations where it's like, I don't know. And I think you did too much. Yeah, I think I was going to say that, too. <laughs> I think with you, like, you've been with people that did way too much. They did way too much. So that's probably, like, why you feel that way. So, I don't know. But definitely shoot your shot, y'all. I, I, I believe in it. Go ahead. Do your thing. But, I mean, I think, like I said, I just think there's a way about going about it. Because I know women who be out here proposing to men. And I have mm. absolutely no no time for any of those things. See, like, that's that's tough. What? It's not. No, it ain't tough. But this, <laughs> I feel for women who do that. Could I ever be that woman? No. Do you know how desperate you have to be to get on your goddamn ashy ass knee? Why gotta be ashy? And propose? Why can't their knee be lathered with love? No, spell? no. Listen. <laughs> If you lathered with love spell, you probably are getting on one knee. You know what? You're probably the type to get on your knee. So you get on your little niche covered in love spell. You pull out a ring and propose somebody's ashy ass son. You're losing your mind. Seek help. There are people out here willing to assist you. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. You're doing way too much. I don't care who you are, what you have. But who's to say that the girl can't propose? Like, that's just a societal norm. Oh, my God. You have lost lost your mind i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't do it because to i think the thought of proposal is dumb to me like we could just have that conversation like okay we're gonna get married and that's it i like the whole like having a thing i don't i don't like the idea of that of having a proposal yeah i think the proposal is kind of 
I, I, I do want to be proposed to, but I do agree with you. I think it's kind of like just the show. Yeah. It's just like, you know, to make the theatrics, how you, you marry me. Right. Like, it's not that know, serious. It's people who've been asked to be married in Ravenswood staircases. Like, you know, <laughs> right. it is what it is. I know girls who get proposed to through the glass at Rikers. Like, I, I know, like, you know, it's just whatever. But I don't feel like a woman should be out here proposing to somebody's son because, like I said last episode, with men are natural born hunters. When a man really wants something from you, he's going to go get it. And it's like, he's, you know, he's not afraid to go ask you for some ass. He's not afraid to go ask you for, mm-hmm. you know, $13 for a haircut, but he's afraid to ask you to marry him. It's just like, you, and marriage yeah. is a big thing. I get yeah. it. But come on, son. And like, I don't know. And I, I agree with that. Like, when you say it that way, because I always say like, um, especially now that we're getting older, like. You have women, especially like we have timestamps. So I know if I'm dating you, and I know for a fact I don't want to be with someone for more than five years, and we're not even engaged, and it's been year six, and nothing's happening. Then like it's a dub. Then I would have to leave. Right. I'm not gonna propose to you. Like we're gonna have that conversation, and if that's still not where your mind is at, then I have to eliminate myself. Because now you're not meeting my expectations and I'm wasting my time when I could be with someone who's ready to marry me by year two. This is true. So, I don't know. So, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel about that. But, um, you know, y'all let us know if <laughs> y'all think that a woman should propose and... If anyone has ever done that, I want to know, like, was it successful? What, some, like, if anybody's ever shot their shot or somebody proposed? Somebody proposed. Because I, I think, I'm, I know there got to be a situation where someone's proposed and now they've been together. They've been married for, like, 10 plus years. I mean, it's... So, I don't know. It is possible. Is it me? No. But... You know, you're right. If you if you are that woman, let us know. Let us know how it worked out. <laughs> if you guys are still together, like you know how this worked out for you guys, let us know. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Very okay. yeah, I, I I do want to know. So we're gonna go into our next topic. Yes. So our next topic for the night is not black enough. Now I feel like all of us know. You know, when we were in school, there was always that one kid that you called an Oreo mm-hmm. or, oh, you you talking like you white or you think you a white girl or, you know, I feel like every black person has either themselves experienced this or have had friends who have experienced this stuff. So I guess the question is, like, you know, have you ever been made to feel that, like, you're not black enough? Yes. All right. And to be honest probably my entire life (laughs) um yeah so um basically um okay yeah so basically my whole life I was pretty much like Rachel said called an Oreo and I wouldn't say it was because I sounded white although I've had people say that but I don't know. I this is just how I talk. Um, it was more like of things I was into um, and things I didn't do. Like I don't know how to make Kool Aid. 
I don't like fried chicken. Like, and, or like even like with my music taste, like I'm not a trap music mommy. Like I don't care for rap and stuff. Like I listen to what's on the radio, but you're not about to find like a whole bunch of that in my playlist. And I don't know, like it just people always said that. Like I've dated people and they were just like, oh, I like you cause like you're black, but not black, black. And it's like, what the hell does that even mean? Um, because, you know, I could be ratchet and just as educated. Right. Like, you know, it, it, to me, it's, it's that's how you want to perceive yourself. That's how you want to perceive yourself. Some of the coolest black females I know are birds. So, like, <laughs> to me, that, I, I couldn't stand it. I hated that. Like, it really, it really pissed me off. And then I also hate that a lot of people, like, Oh, you talk this way or you don't do these things so you think you're better than somebody like that's not the case at all whatsoever and um, I feel like a lot of people associate you know like being an Oreo kind of like with class like oh yeah you broke bitches like you know y'all talk like that no like I said Shaquita could have a PhD, but when she's around her friends, if that's how she want to talk, so? I think people have to understand that AAVE, or is it African American Vernacular English? Oh, yeah. I don't know what the E stands for, but I know it's African American Vernacular, and people have to understand that that's cultural. Mm -hmm. It has absolutely nothing to do with intelligence. It has absolutely nothing to do with class. It is about culture. Same with accents. I'm at work, I code switch like a motherfucker. Like, you will not hear me sounding any type of way other than, hi, my name is Rachel. Um, thank you for calling today. Or, hey, guys, how, how was your weekend, Aspen? Wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. Like, one thing about black people is we know how to code switch. So it's like, just because I am, you know, going to school for this or I, I have a, this degree here, that doesn't mean that I have to sound a certain way or do a certain thing. It's... It's about stereotypes, and unfortunately, we as black people also perpetuate certain stereotypes. We hold ourselves to certain stereotypes, because it's like, I feel like because you live in a project, sometimes people expect you to look a certain way or act a certain way or talk a certain way, but some of the like smartest people I know live in disenfranchised areas. Like, some of the coolest people I know, you know, some I know cool people that live in the village. I know people who spend... $3,500 a month on rent. And then I know people who are literally got welfare paying their rent and they're, you know, it doesn't mean that they're stupid or slow or they're out here milking the government. It's just, you know, life happens. I don't feel like people should think somebody who lives some somewhere or has to deal with certain things should be a certain way. Like, it's just, it's just not like that. Like, it's funny because Issa talks about that all the time. She's low-key my mentor. I love her. But she talks about it all the time. She went to an Ivy League school. But you watch her show and she's playing back that ass up. Like, you know, I just don't feel like because I do this, I have to do that. It shouldn't be that way with black people or anybody for that matter. I agree. Like, to be honest, I want to say maybe two days ago, um, I met a white lady. And great conversation. Like, she was really funny and you know um we was talking about master's degrees and i was just telling her like i would love to go back with my master's but i'm not trying to take out 
another loan. I'm not paying a thousand dollars for one class. Right. Like it's gonna take me forever to finish. Um, honestly, the only way like I'm gonna go at this point is if I get granted a fellowship or like a different position comes where I could like budget that into you know my bills or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Wow, you're so smart." And the way it came off was like, wow, I'm shocked. You're, I'm shocked that like you're black and you're from this area right. and you know so much about this stuff. And like, you know, she was, um, I think she was Greek and we were talking about Greece. You know, I'm, t- I'm saying Yasu and you know all what? Of that. She's you like, want that from me. Right. And she's like, she's like, wow, wow. Like, she's just so amazed. And I was just like, I mean, like, she was cool, so I didn't really, like, take it to offense. But later that night, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you got time to think about right, it. Like, I had time to digest my day. And I was just, like, I don't, like, I don't feel like she would have said that to anybody. Right. And even, like, there's been times I've went to, like, black functions. And then, like, I'll talk to the black people <laughs> at the event. And they just, like looking at me like oh oh no she's different right and i'm like i'm not i'm not i'm one of you all right like i definitely like hookah mimosas and brunch too like <laughs> let me rock <laughs> like, it 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 pisses me off because it's something that i've had to deal with my whole life yeah and even like the cold switching i hate that we even have to do that this like um I don't see why I why can't I help you with your situation if I talk like this or like <laughs> if I talk like this like I don't I don't know it's just it's definitely like societal mm-hmm. and how we perceived people who do better in life should look and sound That's true Like the one thing that I hate that's a pet peeve of mine is that black people seem to think that any black person who is successful is an Illuminati. And that blows my whole mind. Like, this is not to say that the Illuminati might not be real. Whatever the case may be, if you're into that, that's cute for you. But I I hate the fact that mm. all black successful people, it's like, well, because you're rich and you have money and you live here and you do this, you must be an Illuminati. You must be in a secret society that's, that's out here doing craziness. Mm. And it's like, no. I'm a rich, successful black person, and I'm th- that's it. That's yeah. the end of the story. It's nothing else. It's no no craziness. We're not in the circle of pit of fire singing Kumbaya with hooded sweatshirts. Like, you know, we're just chilling. we just out here being black and rich, and you know? I don't feel like you should have to, like I said, I don't feel like you should have to look a certain way or do certain things or say certain things just because it's like I have I have this accomplishment in my life. You know, I have I have a master's degree. Why can't I like Henny? You know, why do I have to drink Scotch meat? Like, you know, I I, I still like Henny and Coke. I still like going to Palace and getting a two two piece with fries with the little sweet potato pie on the side. Like, I like that. You know, so <laughs> I just I don't know. I feel like black people ourselves we kind of got to stop judging each other when it comes to this whole oh well she thinks she's white or because she uses certain words. Like I have had like. Matter of fact, I'm watching an interview. Julia put me on. Shout out to Julia. <laughs> Julia put me on to an interview where Kodak Black is having an interview with Charlamagne, right? This was the recent one? This is the one? recent oh, one. Oh, okay, okay. I don't watch it. So, Envy says, do you feel like you can be monogamous 
Okay. And Kodak says, yeah. Charlemagne says, Kodak, you know what monogamous means? He said, nah. Like, it's like, I think, I feel like certain people would look at that situation and be like, oh, Charlemagne's trying to be uppity. Like, why they use that big word knowing they with Kodak? But it's like, nah, I don't That's gotta a, be like that. It, that could be a word that he uses in normal conversation. Monogamous right. is an everyday right. Webster's right. Dictionary word. Like, like, I don't use it on a daily, but if someone said it to me, yeah. you know, I'd be able to answer I that know, question. I know, I'd be use context clues right. to know what you're talking about. But nah, I feel they like, just ask, are you monogamous? There's no context clues <laughs> if you don't know what that means. You just no, but don't they were, know. But they were having a conversation about him being in a relationship with a young lady. Oh, okay. That's what, so that's what I'm saying. Oh. You use your context clues. Use your vowels. <laughs> use your context clues and you'll figure out what it means. But I feel like I look in the comments, people was like, oh, why would they use that word? Speaking to Kodak. And it's like, you know, once they explained what the word was, he knew what, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, people were kind of like coming at Charlamagne and Envy like, wow, why would y'all use such a big word? And I'm just like, you know, <sighs> that's, a, that's a whole lot of, a lot of other stuff going on. I just feel like it's not that big of a word. Mm-hmm. I can understand it like if he was like T.I., like T.I. be ODing sometimes. Like, no, T.I. is out of control. I would never want to sit in the room with that man. Like. Because t- I would have to have a dictionary out. Like, sometimes he really drags it. But I mean, like. I love it, though. But if he be it's, OD'ing. It's, it's okay. Um, what was I going to ask you? How old is Kodak? Do you know? I know he's in his early 20s. I know he's okay. not very old at all. He's in his, like, early 20s. And he's low key facing like mad years in jail. Oh, I don't know what's going on, but you know, I just feel like people were really upset in the comments, and I just, I'm, you know, it is what it is. I don't feel like that makes them uppity or that makes them, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be white. I feel like just because I have an expansive vocabulary does not mean that I'm white. Like black people really need to get out of that shit. Like, and it doesn't please. mean that you're better than someone. No, and that like, and I think I really feel like. The, that is what people associate um, acting white with. Like, oh, I think I'm better than you because of this. No. And it goes back to what we talked about. Oh, I can't remember what episode it was. <laughs> I think two. Yeah, it was episode two. How we have to stop <laughs> judging people. <laughs> and that is really the reason why. Because, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. And I have spoke to people where I was like, are you serious? Like, it sounded like I was speaking to a fourth grader. And in my mind, you you feel like, you do feel like you type better than them because yeah. it's like, sis, why don't you understand this conversation right now? But that like, shouldn't mean that you're not black enough. It shouldn't yeah. mean that because you, you know, use certain words in conversation and you do, you know, certain extracurricular activities, right. it shouldn't mean that you're not black enough. Like, what is black? Like, right. what do... That's that's another question that I'm gonna post onto our mm-hmm. Instagram. What do y'all think is black? Like, I think that's so like, oh my god, it's. How would you answer that? I don't know. Like, I just feel like people like, what would need you to define like black being black as. I don't, that's a good question. That, that's a really good question because black people we're not monolithic. Like, we yeah. are not this one thing, and yeah. I just feel like you. Black people, even black people ourselves, we box ourselves in. Like, I just really feel like everyone just needs to stop. Like, white people, black people, Asians, whoever the hell. Just stop boxing yourselves in. Because there's, like, I just don't feel like there's one thing to be black. Like, don't get me wrong. There are certain things that, or certain, certain things that I think, I feel like black people should know or should do. Like, 
like I remember um, a couple of months ago they were interviewing they were interviewing Michael B. Jordan and they were asking him about African American folklore and he said we don't have any folklore and everybody lost their shit like black Twitter went ate shit on him like you never heard of a Nancy the Spider like we have black folklore like um, oh, that was my, my like. Yeah, like you know, yeah. we we have black folklore. So for him to say something like that, it was just like, whoa. I just feel like there's certain things that we should know, especially when it comes to our history. I feel like that's you know you sh- that's to me considered black. I don't feel like all black people should be drinking henny and listening to Migos and wearing thirty inch bundles or Gucci this and Fendi that. Like you know, I I feel like we're allowed to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Like. There, look, like, look at your playlist. There are times. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Nobody ever passes me the old There score. are times. Like this. Look, she's not lying. <laughs> Danielle is not allowed to have the old score, and I'm not the only one who feels this way. There are several people that it's, she it's is as, around. Honestly, everyone who knows me. There personally. we go. So everyone who knows her personally, <laughs> because one minute me and Danielle will be in her car and we're bumping "Mo Mamba" by Sheck West, and the very next song. That will play is fucking Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Like honestly, oh my I was God, really, I was really feeling this way, and then you made me feel that way. So it's like you know, I just, I personally, I don't feel like there is one thing to say like, oh, there's black. Like I feel like there are certain things that you should know, but when I think about it, it's like history wise. Mm. I don't feel like it's like, well, you gotta you gotta watch Martin and you gotta listen to. You know, you got to listen to this, and you got to watch that. And you I've never have... even seen an episode of Martin. You're wild. Now you're wild. You took it too far. I never I never got into it. You're bugging. I see, like, bits and pieces, like, what people oh post God. on Facebook. Are you shitting me? I'm so serious. Like, and plus, when it actually was airing, and I was uh, very little, like, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, we were little you then yeah, we were, like, so, live. So, and then I, I guess I got so used to it, just like with South Park. Like, y'all was able to watch it, yeah. but I couldn't. So, I probably only see like one episode of South Park, what? but you've probably seen like seasons. I have. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel like it's one thing to be black. Like, it's, it, I think that's so fucking mm-hmm. stupid. Like, I know kids who were into anime when we were younger and they were like the outcast kids. Like, right. they had the anime, the, Yu-Gi-Oh the silk kids. Right, the Yu Gi Oh kids. They had the silk <laughs> anime shirts and. The, the fucking balloon pants and shit and people were like oh my god you're so weird like our like my best friend <laughs> she had a phase y'all she had a phase when we were in middle school and she was into like goth everything like she was very much into like she was one of the what was that store yellow rat bastard yes. she was one of the yellow rat bastard um, hot topic hot topic kids mm-hmm. like she really was she went through that a phase where that was that was her thing and I remember she told me that one of the girls that we went to school with called her a witch. <laughs> she was not a witch. She wasn't. But she was into a lot of weird things. But I, it never stopped me from being her friend. Right. Like, I remember one time this girl spent $60 on a smoke machine. Sarah, I'm sorry. I gotta pull you out. I'm sorry. What? Spent $60 on a this. smoke machine. We went to Hot Top. No, we went to Spencer's. We went to Spencer's when it was still in the mall, and she bought a fucking smoke machine <laughs> and put it in her goddamn room. And you know what it was? It's like, that's crazy that she went through that. When I think back, it's hilarious. Like, when I really think back at it, but I never looked at her like, oh, she's trying to be white. Mm. She was into like punk rock music at the time, oh, yeah. and we just kind of got into it with her, low key at the same yeah. time. Like it was just we you never... just accepted it. It's right. like okay, that's what you 
That's cool. You like Emily? That's it. You like, like Emily the Strange? Right. And you want to listen to Hooba Stank? And <laughs> not for reason. <laughs> like you want to listen to like that's dope. Like all right, cool. And we all just kind of like fell in fell in line with it. But we still listen to our own music. Like at the time, like when high school was starting and like middle school was winding down. Like Dipset was lit and like you know everybody listened to Dipset and Fifty Cent. She never like was like oh no I can't listen to that shit. We gotta listen to. You know, Kid Rock. Like, nah. She was like with everything. So I don't know. We never judged. It was it, it was what it was, and she got out of it. We still listen to a lot of these songs, like Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco, and a lot of these bands are like some of my favorite bands, like right. My Chemical Romance. It's I don't know. I just like again. I just feel like there's no one way to be black. Either your if your skin, you step outside, even if you. You know, you're a man. No matter you what have, you listen to, like, they, still, they still gonna be racist. That's it. Like you walk outside <laughs> with spiky hair and we got to be, we got to be glue or gorilla snot, you know? And you wearing a fucking I don't know, a a, a my chemical romance band shirt and balloon pants, guess what? You're still the black kid. Like you're not nobody looks at you like, oh, that's that's the kid. No, you're still the black kid. So either way, we all still black. Do what you want to do. Listen to what you want to listen to. Don't let nobody try to tell you what black is. Like, because there's no one way to be black. That, that's just the team. Right. I agree. Because I, I know, like, if, if somebody ever asked me that question, I would define black as just um, knowing your culture. That's it. Like, knowing your history. Like, and, and, you know, it's like certain, like, I don't care how... Um, let's say quote unquote white you may want to be right let's mm-hmm. say like you like you don't believe in your hair being natural you want to strain it you still using a hot comb like, right you still using dax not dax <laughs> oh so, you still using blue magic <laughs> yeah nah you're old dean right now no but i just i mean like i just feel like no matter what group you're trying to fit into there's still going to be certain practices right that you do that tie you to being black exactly and that's what i feel like like okay i didn't watch martin <laughs> okay <laughs> but i saw love and basketball you know what? <laughs> so I, I don't know i just i just that's how i see it like you just gotta know where oh god <laughs> you just gotta know like where you came from and no matter where you elevate to, whether it's with knowledge or with whether it's with money, like always know what made you you. That's and it. a lot of it is your culture. Why do you think so many people try to steal our culture? Right. Because we litty. We, as I said, we young black and litty. We are the creators. We are the alpha and the omega. Like that is one thing I love being black. To be absolutely honest with you, we like I said because because we're not monolithic and we are like everything. Like, we are everything. Like, black people do rock and roll. Black people do jazz. Black people do this. Black people do that. Like, we are all over the place. I feel like with a lot of other races and cultures, they kind of, they they do have a box. I'm not going to lie. Like, some of them, they are in a box. They have a box. You meet somebody, you meet 10 different people from a certain race, and they will all all be the same. And they all will be nurses. And they all... Like they all the same. That's definitely Philippine. But you can meet ten different black people at one event, and they're all different. And I think that is like the dopest part of being black. And I and I to and exactly what you just said. I think that goes into a culture thing. Mm-hmm. I think that is some a part of black culture 
that we drill that in our kids. You can be anything you want to be. Right. And I don't know. I guess, you know, that started from being restrained from just picking cotton. Like, you know, when we finally were able to break into actual jobs, it was like you could be anything you want to be. But, you know, other like other cultures, they're they might only value education. So the only things they're going to be is a doctor, (laughs) nurse. And that's it. Like right. maybe a lawyer, but th- those those are the things they're gonna do because that's what that culture values. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely agree. Like they do put themselves in boxes. Right. Like we are very open, and a lot of the times, you know, you want to seem like a good parent, so you're gonna support anything your child wants to do. Like, and I mean that kind of is a little of American black culture because right. I feel like. Caribbean parents, you're gonna be a nurse. Yeah, well, that's, 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 that's a whole different story. I, 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 when I say this, I mean African American culture because that's a whole different ball game. Like Africans, Caribbeans, like that's a whole different right. ball game. Because listen, if you come home talking about you want to be an artist, right. you got to arch your ass right. back to medical school because they don't got time for this right. shit. But I feel like with Black American culture, you'll meet people whose parents are in the arts right. you'll meet people whose parents are in the medical field you'll meet parents people right. whose parents who are in the tech field like you know you'll meet people from all different walks of life when you meet black people like I know black people who have a group of friends and each of their friends are on some other shit right. but they're all friends right. and then again I know girls who it's like they're all doing the same thing and they're friends you know it is what it is but I know you know I, I, that's like us right that's we true we all do something different that's true that's what I'm saying like you will have one person who like my best friend she's in the service and then I have you know Danielle she works with kids and then it's like I'm working in an office in a corporate setting and then I have other other friends who work you know retail and food service and and we all get together and we link and we have common right. ground you know I feel like people feel like if someone's different what do I talk to you about and it's like we talk about regular shit I love meeting different people yeah. because it teaches me something I don't know like I think a lot of people are afraid of what they don't know but I'm open to what I don't know. Like we know you open yeah. from the, that ass eating conversation. Like, we no, know you're, you're open. open. <laughs> we know you're open, sis. Like, we know. We get it. Okay? I'm not eating okay. ass, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. But yeah, uh, to the listeners, just be you. All right. Whether you black, white, Asian, Spanish, anything, be you. Don't let anyone box you in. Don't let anyone say, well, if you're black, you have to act this way. Or if you're Spanish, you have to act that way. Or if you're, you know, Chinese, you got to act this way. Do whatever you want to do. Because like I said in the previous episode, time is something you can never get back. And I would hate for people to be out here spending their valuable time trying to fit into someone else's box you know it's such a waste mm -hmm. of a life there's only one you when you die that's it and it's like you you know you don't want to live your whole life for somebody else or doing what they think you should be doing do what makes you happy do what makes you know do what fulfills whatever goals you have in life like just don't feel like you have to do some live for someone else period right and um Especially now, with social media being so involved in our lives, yeah, it sometimes I know me personally, 
And sometimes it makes me feel some type of way because I might be black. And then I see like all these black girls getting their body done or all these black girls with all these designer things. And I'm not into that. So then I'd be feeling some type of way like, dang, am I black enough? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, and that's another thing. Like, social media can do a lot of damage and a lot of good. Mm -hmm. But just make sure, like, if you like to do snowboarding (laughs) and you are the only black person on your team, so what? Like, just stay true to that. Because I'm pretty sure when you're not with your snowboarding team and with your family, you breaking out to the electric slide. That's it. Don't let nobody take that dip away from you. You know. (laughs) All right. I'm out. Honestly. Who got the best electric slide dip? You know what? (laughs) On that note, we are going to wrap that topic up. So, um, so just to let you know, guys, next week will be our Christmas episode. Yeah. And we will have our gang, 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 whole lot of gang shit. I'm not playing. All right? We'll have everybody there, and we're going to do, like, a big recording, and it's going to be really dope. And we definitely want to make sure you guys listen. So, definitely look out for that. And then after that, we have one more show until the new year, and I cannot believe it. I know. I definitely got to start writing down my new year's resolution i already started i'm not playing i looked at mine from last year sis i accomplished not one goal you you know what's oh my god i'm so mad first of all my phone's dead but second of all i sent it to me i I did and and i I deleted it for some reason i don't know i I had so many notes oh my god i gotta look for it but you definitely i hope you you find it but i don't i don't even think i reached all my goals this year oh no i didn't reach not one you know, all right. Now I, I think I reached some, but I didn't reach all. But next year, I just want to make sure that I'm like on point. Like I just feel like 2018 was something else. I don't think I don't think 2018 was a bad year. Really? Because I think, I think with 2018, for a lot of people, not just myself, from what I've been seeing and talking, you learned a lot. I learned a lot and whether it was like, about yourself or just things in general that was a learning year like 2017 was worse for everybody but i think that was a horrible 2018 year. was a learning and i think 2019 is going to be when the fulfillment actually happens you like think things so? start to come into place between 2019 and 2020 i feel like everything that you've manifested in 2018 should be coming to fruition right. in 2019 like right. i and I, I hope that for everybody like anybody listening and everybody who's not even listening just everybody period i hope whatever you have manifested in this year whatever you have put out into the universe definitely comes into fruitation next year because i feel like everybody deserves it i feel like you know people go through silent battles sometimes and you know where they're constantly fighting within themselves and i just feel like next year i just hope you know everybody just is healthy mentally physically emotionally you know i just really want everybody to win next year i hope everybody's put themselves into a position this year so that they can win next year Mm -hmm. that is honestly what i hope and that's what i'm going to be doing for my damn self because a bitch needs to win okay but anyhow do you have anything else to say last question i got for you oh girl who's the king of r&b nah stop (laughs) we're not gonna do this you know what's funny i didn't even participate like yo so many people kept asking this question and i'm like i can't participate like i just i just saw where the, the where it was going and i'm like no i don't want to participate in this i'm out you don't think is like, yo you know what he yo why would he say that i get why he said it though what but i don't Jacquees? agree with it 
I don't agree with it, but I get why he said it. Absolutely not. He's been on like every feature on everyone's album this year. You think he's a sing? No. All right then. How you the king of R&B? But Chris R&B? Brown can't sing either, and people giving well, him people that title. Well, people violated. I'm not gonna lie. I yo, <laughs> I might get cut some flack for this. <laughs> I am not here for Christopher Maurice Brown. I am not. I don't know how he even got thrown into this king of R and B conversation. He, I think like people going by numbers and not vocally. What fucking numbers? Chris Brown got mad hits though. I can't. I'm sorry. In this in this generation, I'm not talking about like. But Jodeci. they're not R and B hits. Like you know what it is when I think of loyal. R&B, yo, loyal was a bigger. When He's I think of R and B, actual R and B. I'm not thinking of people like Chris Brown. I feel like Chris Brown is low-key teetering the line of pop and R&B. And I feel like... And hip-hop because... Right. He's like sing-talk. He sing-raps like, now. Yeah, it's like, no, you're not... I mean. yeah, yeah. I need somebody who's all like all the way singing. But to like, be honest, we don't really... When someone said The Weeknd... I saw... I John Legend said shit. that. Yeah, you saw that That I, bullshit. But I don't see the thing And Bruno Mars, he yeah. said, losing All right, nah. I fuck with Bruno, but right. R&B... Bruno's not R&B, he's more soul. He, he give me James Brown vibes. Yo, out, okay. bye. Have a great evening. No, but... Uh, I think R&B, I think Miguel. Miguel's R&B yeah, to me. Like, but it's same. not that many male people, male artists, who just fit into that R&B bubble anymore. You're right. And that's why I think Jacquees names himself, because all Jacquees does is sing. You know, you know, you you know what I think of when they talk sing. about this? I think of, you know when we used to be little... And we used to have to make the circle and the other circle, and they would kind of like meet in the, the middle. Ventigram. The Venn diagram. The Venn diagram. Yes, yes. Thank you. That's what I think about when I think of this whole King of R and B topic. It's a Venn diagram because mm. there's so many people that fit in that middle, that little middle the spot. Both. That like they fit the in both. both. It's like I I can't call it. Like I'm not gonna lie, I can't call it. But me personally, I I apologize if I offend anyone, but I do not consider Chris Brown the king of nothing except for. So you don't think R. Kelly you know. the king of R&B? You know what? I would if he wasn't If he raping, wasn't a creep, like, you know? If he, you feel me? If I feel he like wasn't he, partaking in rape culture. He has tarnished his legacy at this and point. And what he did with them Ethiopian women. <laughs> Yo, please. <laughs> like, I'm tired of lying. I feel like he just tarnished his, his, his reputation to no end. And I just, I, I can't. Like, maybe Usher, maybe. But it's like, even that's kind of like pushing it. Because like, the last project that Usher came out with, I was so disappointed. Like I didn't even listen. See, there you go. I even I had last album I listened to was Confessions. Danielle, please. All right. <laughs> so let's time to this kick up R and B conversation. <laughs> that wraps up episode four. Thank you all again for listening. Again, it is your girl Rachel C. And it's Danny D. And we are out of here. Thank you again, guys. Bye. Later.